A better class of radio station. All Flavors Radio. You're listening to the Draft Time Show on allflavorsradio.com. Yeah! All right! Albert Einstein once said, We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we use when we created them. Sounds of the Isley Brothers, Summer Breeze. And like I said, we're longing, longing, longing for the summer to come. I am Wimbo77. And I am naturally Lily. Good evening, everybody. How are you all doing out there? How are you doing today, Lily? I am... Um... <laughs> I'm here. Yes. Yeah. You I'm made here. it. You I made, made it. it. Yeah, just in time. <laughs> just in time. And it's like we said, that's what we say. That's it. You're, you're here and the show will definitely go on. Yes. Now it's the 4th of May already. Can you believe that? 4th of May. Yes. Already. May the 4th be with you. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I saw something like that doing research today. It was Yoda. Yeah. And it, apparently it's something to do with Star Wars Star Day as well. Wars, yeah. May the force be with you. May oh, the force okay. be with you. Okay. So oh well, so there you go. <laughs> so I was wondering, day, I didn't I didn't um Okay, okay. Very, very funny. Although I missed the to joke, me. right? <laughs> <laughs> to me. Oh. So we have quite a bit to get through tonight. And talking on it's a national day today is National Teachers Day. Yay. Now I thought that I mean there was a quite a few other ones, but because we are in that field of teaching, why not give all the teachers a high five? All the teachers working very hard out there yeah. to educate the little ones, the middle adolescent ones, and the big ones too, yeah. right? So we we never stop learning anyway, do we? No, learning should always be a continuous thing. It should should never stop. Absolutely. So it's National Teacher Appreciation Day, Tuesday, the first full week in May. So the first week of May is when they celebrate uh, this National Teacher Appreciation mm-hmm. Week. And um, it says it's known also as National Teacher Day and it recognises dedicated educators across the country as part of Teacher Appreciation Week. Nice. It says teachers play a critical role in educating and shaping our children, the future leaders of our country. These kind, patient, hardworking, dedicated and understanding professionals help mould our children and guide them in a positive direction. We entrust our children with teachers and they affect their lives daily. This is very true. Well, they do. I didn't have um, great teachers because no one really inspired me. Mm. And... um, I recall even in at uni being one of only two black women in a class of 100 Mm. um, males so on the whole course I think there was about four women wow two of them were uh, black myself and Nicole Mm. and um, we were doing this it was big desks you know the mixing desks yeah and the teacher called me dim that's rude he called me dim you don't say that to children yeah but it it didn't phase me because i said right i'm going to show you Mm. i always sat in the front of the class Mm. and i come out uh, with quite a high higher two one it would have been nice to see who i had in my um master's group but i never got to meet anyone that i was studying with at the same time is that because you was online yeah all online well but my my teaching group my um pgc group was a mixture really like 
different mix of people. Which is nice, always. It was very nice, because you got to... You see different types of people's different methods of teaching, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, and our lecturer was hilarious. He, Wilkie, he left, but he was really, really funny. So you got the, the best of the last, like, cause he, did he retire yeah, or did he, he go no, somewhere else? No, he went somewhere else. He went to teach in um, somewhere in Brighton. He was a professor, he got a professor job in Brighton. Mm. Um, but our next um, lecturer, he was the head of the department. He, he was made, he was really good. He was really good. Nice. Yeah. And the, um, what it's saying um, here as well, it says, we entrust our children to t- with teachers. And they affect their lives daily. You said that just now, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, sorry, that was a bit deja vu there, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and they do affect, like we said, we, we were quite, um, you had a lovely teacher, Wilkie. Mm. On my part, sadly, no. Mm. But that y- yes, it's very important to kind of nurture our youngsters mm. so that they can grow up. And thankfully, I didn't take it to heart, yeah. what some of these people said. I, he called me dim, so I had to prove a point. And I think <clears throat> in one of the instances, um, there was only just um, s- certain people mm. that achieved certain things. And yeah. I, I asked him, I, 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 I cornered him one time because I'd done some work for this same teacher. And um, I said, who do you think is going to finish this course and who's going to finish like top set? And he mm. said, oh, all the ones that are s- sitting on the front on the front line and so said so done mm. he knew because you you always and you always remember your best and your worst you remember your best mm. teacher remember your worst teacher my worst teacher was a science teacher she was you remember was that her. the horsewoman you see okay. you, <laughs> you wasn't even taught by her <laughs> she and was rude to us as her parents one, she literally walked in the class one day mm. and said right girls I went to a girl's school. Yeah. <laughs> right, girls, today you can teach yourself because, quite frankly, I can't be bothered. Terrible. And I was like, okay. And then I got told off for not doing no work. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm not qualified to teach. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the hardest thing as well because we have, it's teach, teach National Teacher Appreciation Day. Mm. And like you said, we get the good ones and we get the bad ones. Yeah. So it's filtering out all the bad ones because again it's the motivation as to why someone's in the teaching position yeah. in the first place yeah. and um if they're going to come in and say exactly like your teacher did there mm. then she's going to get bad results yeah well yeah and none of the children are going, going to like you no but you don't have to have your children the children don't have to like you. I've learned this as a teacher mm. myself. Your students don't have to like you. They will hate you for a minute. I say this to all my students. You will hate me for a minute and you'll love me for a lifetime. Because mm. in that minute when I'm telling you and I'm on your back about getting work done, yeah. you hate me. Mm. <sighs> Why is Alicia on my back? But when you pass with flying colours, yeah, you'll love me for a lifetime. And yeah. I've got some students who um, have done exceptionally well. My, my first ever... Um, tutor group way back in 2017 um, I have some in that group that did exceptionally well and are still doing very well with their careers Brilliant. Um, which is nice to see you know still having have that contact with your with your students mm. um, and there's one teacher in particular I think about when we was younger she talked uh, well she's not a teacher she's a teacher's assistant but I see her as a teacher mm. um, she taught Marjorie and John Ash and now she's been looking after my little one Aww. and it's like 
wow, you really have made an impact on all of our life. Because everyone remembers her. Everyone yeah. remembers that teacher that we've had. Shout out to Miss Cozier, because she's not very well at the moment. Mm. So giving you a big shout out, Miss Cozier, because you are fabulous. She's fabulous. Teacher appreciation days. And the, the children love Miss Cozier. Yeah, they do. All of them, because she's like, she's like a mum. Like, yeah, she is. She is. Looks like teaches them well. Sees their progress. Mm. And it's, it's really nice when you go back and visit your teachers. Yeah. You know, the ones that have made an impact and, and influenced, influenced you yeah. growing up. And I think it says, how do we observe the hashtag Teacher Appreciation Day? Um, refill their supplies is one of the, the points that it brings out here. Mm. Anything else, Lily? Yeah, you can write a letter showing your support. Your words may encourage a teacher to continue making a difference in a child's life. Mm. Ask them what they need the most. Sometimes being asked is the most important part. Volunteer in your schools. Everyday schools rely on parent support for many school programmes to succeed. And I think that's true. I think especially now in this, um, you know in this time where we're going through COVID season and a lot of children were disadvantaged because mm. not everyone got to go into school during that lockdown period. Um, and the teachers were in a classroom with no children. That's yeah. hard. Yeah, That is very hard to do. And some schools need supplies. Mm. Um, some of the more disadvantaged schools weren't able to get small things out to children. Um, you know, and it could be something as simple as being available for a, a, a lunchtime session or helping mm. in the playground after school, you know. Just to put yourself out, really, isn't it, as a parent? Because at the end of the day, school isn't a babysitting service as well. All right, the teachers aren't there to mollycoddle and, and look after them in that mm. way. Okay, so maybe as parents, like I said, to be involved, get involved with the with your teachers, get to know the teachers teaching your children. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's very very important. All right, so national this is hashtag uh, national or teacher appreciation day. Okay, so see how you can help out, and let's give out a big high five to all the good teachers out there even the bad ones because i guess that sometimes you just have a bad day don't yeah, you yeah and get up out the wrong side of the bed and one teacher said to me one time when i worked at a school she said to me some teachers or people in general may you might be the only person that they'll see that entire day mm. they go home they're on their own yeah they don't have family they don't even have friends mm. so we've got to keep that in mind as well mm. we don't know the backgrounds of our teachers either do we no yeah so that's something else to just keep in mind so high five to all you great teachers out there just keep up the, the, the awesome work and yeah we're celebrating you for a week but we should celebrate you every day every day like we say all right, it's not just for one day, but every day. All right, so that's National Day today. Yeah. Another really important, um, um, interesting fact, should I say, was that today, on May the 4th in 1961, was the first Freedom Riders journey, right? Does, does anyone out there know what Freedom Rider, or sorry, Freedom Rider is, okay? Have you heard of that Freedom Rider before? Nope. Okay, well, this it was a, a civil rights group 
and um, they were mixed. So they were a group of, I think it was four white people mm-hmm. and five black um, people. Mm-hmm. And what it was that they wanted to ride around the country mm-hmm. in solidarity for um, highlighting, obviously, the civil rights um, move, civil rights movement and really wanting to cut segregation out. Mm. So they, these guys would get on the bus and they, they would ride together. But they they got a lot of backlash from doing that. As you do. Yeah, they got a lot of back, backlash. And, um, yeah, it, it said that because they'd meet at segregated bus stations. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine that? A meeting in this segregated place where it's whites only, mm-hmm. but it's white and black people together. Meet together, yeah. And sadly, yeah, KKK, all sorts of things happened to these these people, the group included, sorry, seven black and six white riders. Mm. And they rode the uh, the Greyhound buses, the railways, the trailways. And I think they, when they finished the freedom riding, mm-hmm. they ended, I think they took a flight. Yeah, so they, they ended their journey. Um, they finished their journey to New Orleans mm. by airplane. I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. Really? Yeah. I don't know. America's never really called me. Per, I just, per se. I think it's the culture. You know, when mm. you see the culture, it just seems so. It draws me. Yeah. It draws me. But is New Orleans is where they had the floods, wasn't it? Where they left them all, as well. A Katrina. While back. Yeah. Yeah. Katrina. Um. So that was quite another sad kind of side of it. But yeah, all of the flair. Yeah. And the music, the jazz. Because I'm sure they had. Um, Oh, they had a women's event, a black women event there a couple mm. of years ago. Um, I can't remember what event it was, but there's always something going mm. on in the streets and the jazz and the food. And yeah, the I'd, like that. I'd like to t- try the food, try the food. Yeah. It looks very, very appealing, Because it's Cajun, it's Cajun Creole food, isn't it? Mm. I'd love to just go and have that, even for a day. Like, I don't want to stay there for too long, because it's weather. <laughs> but I'd like to have the experience of New Orleans. It's quite sad in you saying that. We're talking about, because um, you said, because it's America. Yeah. So that was the point that you made. Yeah. And it's got all of that lovely wealth of culture mm. and all of those things. And we're talking about the Freedom Riders, yeah? Mm. But, sadly, you said, but it's America. Yeah. This thing still is continuous, isn't it? It's just so, like, so... <laughs> To be fair, we went to um, US a couple of years ago and I didn't really feel any type of way. It was there yeah. with our husbands and friends and stuff and it was fine. We didn't feel any type of way, but we was kind of in our own world, if you yeah. get what I mean. Like we had our own villa. It wasn't mixing with that many people. Mm. You went um, as tourists as well, right? And we went as tourists. Yeah. But I mean, we had our own car and stuff. So that always presents its issues if you don't know what you're doing right um like there's obviously certain rules that we had to follow and stuff while Mm. i was there and stuff but i don't know if going down south would be different i don't know why would it be wise mind you florida is south isn't it it is but the the more south you go the more south you go i don't know i don't know 
Sense. I don't know if it'd be that bad then. Where's I have that? someone that lives in Atlanta. Oh, she used to live in Atlanta and she um, recommended. She's like, you have to come here. It's amazing. Okay. She's English. All right. Well, she's got dual citizenship. She lives out there now. She lives it's in Philadelphia. Georgia as well. Is it Georgia, Atlanta? Yeah. It? Okay, Atlanta, so that Georgia. is south, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but, but she then, said it's like going to the part that she was telling me about. She's mm. like going to Beverly Hills, but your neighbours are all black yeah. and you don't look like the odd one out. And exactly, but that's the she's difference. Just like, it's it? amazing when you go there. Like in um, uh, Atlanta, is yeah. primarily um, black folk that live yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I guess she wouldn't be too out of out of sync there. Mm. And do we hear of much? Um, you know the gun, the police incidents. Is there much of that in Atlanta? There's much of that everywhere in America. And to be, everywhere. Do we do we really pay attention to where it is? We hear such and such happened in the US. We don't specifically. We don't think about oh that happened in Atlanta this week and that happened mm. in Florida that week. We just hear what happened on the news. And that's that's the sad thing we do as mm. well, isn't it? Because when we think it's so the Freedom Riders. Uh, were groups of white and African-American civil rights activists who participated in freedom rides, bus trips through the America's South in 1961 to protest segregated bus terminals. So they were segregated, um, talking about segregated bus terminals. And freedom riders tried to use whites-only restaurants, oh, wow, and lunch wow. counters at bus stations and in Alabama, South Carolina and other southern states. The groups were con fronted by arresting police officers as well as horrific violence from white protesters along their routes, but also drew international attention to the civil rights movement. Now, again, going back to that, they still segregate, kind of, in the States, don't they? Yeah, but I feel like they... I, oof, I don't know. I feel like they kind of do it to... <sighs> You know, there's black areas, there's white areas. Mm. Some black folk don't mind going, mind living in the white suburban areas. Yeah. Um, but others want to be amongst their own people, so to speak. Okay. So they'll more than likely go and live in the black populated areas, suburban areas. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, we don't have it in London so much because everyone just kind of lives together. Well, we kind of do. Do you think so? Yeah. You know where all the Africans are, where the Jamaicans are. You go to Brixton the Jamaicans? and South America. South America. <laughs> Brixton and South London. You know that's predominantly a black area. Not anymore, Leash. But it is though. We have we have more, less. Our area is mainly populated by the Spanish. What round here? Mm -hmm. But in, in got a high Spanish population in Tottenham. I think there's about two hundred and something over two hundred nationalities that live in Harringay. Yeah, but it's, we're talking about the predominant. We're we're not saying in America there's one spot where you're just gonna have all. Well, yeah, you, you will have spots where you there's just that all you white. Will, yeah, but. Because we live in London, we see me metropolitan. We yeah. see a mix of people. Yeah. Or cosmopolitan. Yeah. We see a mix of people. But even within London, there are areas that you think that is more of a... Okay, I, I hear you, I hear you. But it's, it's, it's more place. mix and blend though still. Yeah. Because I can walk out, even if I walk to somewhere like Hampstead or yeah. you know, Muswell Hill, I'm still going to see my, my people there. Yeah. But then if you went in to Hartford... 
Mm. You have to spot the black person because we, yeah, that's true. we played that game and we tried to go and look for houses. So oh, wow. <laughs> you do. And then you know that there's not that many black people there because when the black person spots you, they're like, hey, you're right. <laughs> you know, you, you always know that you're the minority in that area because they notice you yeah. and they always say hello. Yeah. So, but they're friendly. It's not, yeah. It doesn't come with any negativity. No, yeah, no negativity. No negativity. So that's really, really good. So national, it was the first Freedom Riders ride, um, the 4th of May, 1961. And sadly, uh, yes, we know that um, America has a long, long way to go when it comes to civil rights. Mm. Yeah, even things like Jim Crow laws. We know that they were changed with something else. Mm. And I think recently, has anything gone through Congress to look at the, the situation when it comes to how black people are treated. I saw this judge yesterday, and I think it was a policeman. He beat a man mm-hmm. for nothing. He just asked him to get out of his car, started beating him. Then his friends come along, started beating him. But the judge was a black judge, mm. and she tore them to pieces. She mm. really did, because she said, in this day and age, mm. this stuff is still happening. But it shouldn't have to be a black judge. That's the mm. problem. Yes, that's the true. The problem is, the black judge will side with the the black party because they or not always side they'll side with the side of justice yes yeah yeah whereas you've got other judges like that little old white judge that was mm. giving people pardons and mm. stuff like that you need more judges like him He's lovely yeah because his name. it's all well and god us saying oh yeah she was a black judge and she took side. of course she's going to take their side that's what most people mm. will expect i don't think she took this side but like you said, she took the side of justice. Yeah. More than, oh, well, you're just a Negro and yeah. it happens, you know, and then then people get off. Mm. Um, the, I was going to mention something else, but it's kind of irrelevant. Mm. So, at the, yeah, you're right. It's so we need more of, the, more of the others on mm. our side. There are, they are there. Yeah. And we do just see a lot of negativity because that's what we're being shown. Mm. Um, but... We need to see more of those positive um, outcomes. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, Freedom Riders, it's lovely that... The thing is, it's not about colour at mm. all, really. And that's sometimes that is what kind of holds us back. It's yeah. really strange because my psychology um, class today was talking about um, prejudices as well as um, stereotypes. Yes. And how... Can you? Can anyone out there truly say that they are free from prejudice? No. Can anyone? And don't just say no. You got to know the reasons why. Okay, knowing the reasons why, and that's what was lovely about these freedom riders that they came together for a cause to try and stop the segregation of mm. these bus stations. So the word of the day, Lily. Yes. You see what it is? It is <clears throat> succumb. Succumb. And I know that word. Yeah, I think a lot of our uh, listeners know that word. So, beautiful people, I'm not even going to ask you what it means. Oh, I'm, I'm going to ask you what it means. And should we give out a prize today? What do you think, Leish? Um, not for the not for the word of the day. I don't. I don't know. What do you think? Should we give out a prize? <laughs> I don't know, I should let them know when we come back after the break. Okay, so we'll let you know. Actually, I feel I do feel a prize coming on, you know. Yeah, same. I feel like I feel like you have to see brands that's willing to give away a free t shirt. But there are some things that you will need to do. Remember, yes, remember that we have one exclusive t shirt 
left at the moment. Mm. We will be getting some more merch, I'm sure. Uh, or we'll be getting some prizes to give out. So this is an exclusive, exclusive. It's a black and gold one. Oh, nice. Really cute, all flavours t-shirt. So we'll be with you in five. See you in a moment. Stay there. We'll be back after these. My name's Phil. My name's John. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 too. I've got leukaemia. I've got leukaemia. Chemotherapy didn't work on me, nor did radiotherapy. They didn't work for me either. So now, a bone marrow transplant's my last hope. It's my last hope too. <laughs> they found me a matching donor. They can't find a donor for me. I'm white. I'm black. I'm having a transplant next week that could save my life. There are 24 times more white people than black on the UK bone marrow register. If you're black or mixed race, join the register today. Visit ACLT.org and see how you could be the one to save a life. ACLT, unite to fight leukemia. Rawview Music presents Alicia Banks on Upfront, a seven-track compilation, including the hit Love Has Found Its Way. Love Has Found Its Way. In our hearts today Sultry Clear and upfront In our hearts today Upfront Now available on iTunes and all major digital platforms Download and stream Love Has Found Its Way and the EP Upfront today at rawvuemusic.com, iTunes, or your preferred online platform. Alicia Banks on Upfront. Upfront. Coming to a speaker near you. Love Has Found Its Way. Different, 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 different tastes of music. Makes no difference what you like. If you want it, we got it. Right here. Allflavorsradio.com. The number one radio station on the net. Reaching 179 countries in the world. With the best variety of music. That one was the sounds of William Devon. Part one, be thankful. And yes, we should be thankful, shouldn't we, Lily? for everything that we got right yes absolutely because we just don't know um like we spoke of especially being out in the states what it's like out there mm. we are thankful that at least there's some kind of um living together segre- um we're all segregated as opposed to segre non all not all congregated congregated not segregated, segregated. <laughs> sorry guys Woo. <laughs> I tell you, I've been feeling ill all day. I'm not even going to, feeling a bit rough. So the words to come, word of the day. We have decided that we will run a competition today. So you have to have been listening throughout the show. So the first question we're going to ask you is, how many Freedom Riders were there? How many Freedom Riders were there all together? Okay. And what year did it start? What day and what year? So that's the first question. We'll be putting that through there as well. And also the question of the day today is, let's see where it is. Should 
places of work provide childcare for their female employers, employees, employees. Not just female. And male, yeah. What can I hear you, Lily? Did I? Oh. There you are. Yeah, so should places of work provide childcare? All right, so we're going we're gonna to tackle that one a bit later on. But the word of the day to come, it just means to yield, right? You, yeah. you said you knew that. Succumb, I thought, meant to give in to. To yield. Oh, okay. I'm going to use that fancy word now. It's a fancy, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's like you're yielding to someone that's over you, that's superior to you. You succumb mm. to that person. Like, I succumb to you, right? I surrender. Yes. It's kind of like that. So it's a, or a force overpowering you. Okay, I surrender, I surrender. Yeah. To be brought to an end, such as death. By the Aye. effect of destructive or disruptive forces. Yeah, they succumb to. Oh, they yeah, yeah, they succumb to. Yeah. So that's the word of the day. We do like doing the word of the day. This one was a relatively easy one. It's also a French word again. Last, yeah. word, last week's word was French. Today's oh, was word it? Was French. Okay. It says, if the idea of someone succumbing brings, you, brings to mind the image of a person lying down <clears throat> before more powerful forces, you have an excellent grasp of the Latin... That it's gave Latin. English succumb. Succumb derives from the French word succombre, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it, which is itself from the Latin word succombre. Mm-hmm. Sounded very English, succombre, <laughs> meaning to fall down. Or if you're looking at it here, it looks like succu- cucumber. Succumber. <laughs> it looks like. It looks oh my like. goodness! Yeah, it does. Cumber. <laughs> yeah, to fall Under. down. See? Forms combining the word sub meaning under mm. with cumber meaning to lie down. Oh, I thought it was slumber, lying down. Still got the word umber. Yes, it's it. very true. Yeah, so see the language when you break down the language. Mm. A lot of the, I think a lot of the English language does come from Latin, mm-hmm. uh, along with other th- along with other things. Yeah, and English is one of the hardest languages to learn as well. Yes, it is. Uh, how many languages do we know? Do we know any like of our na- n- African tongues or patois from? I'm trying to learn Creole. Creole. It's very challenging. Why is it challenging? Because there are so many words. But isn't and Creole if, French? Kind of broken French. Yeah. Mm. So I thought, oh yeah, this would be you know easy because I picked up Spanish quite easily, mm. even though I don't speak it very well now. But I did speak it quite fluently before. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's great, yeah, words will be very similar. Nope. Mm-mm. Completely different words. But they small, but Creole is from a French background. Spanish isn't, even though it is Latin language. Yeah. And a lot of the Latin language is similar. Yeah. Um, Creole is, remember, it's, and it's funny, I heard these two women, we were walking in Walthamstow the other day, and they were walking, and they weren't Jamaican, mm. but I understood them. And what I noticed, a lot of the patois mm. is from Gambia. There's words that they yeah. say, or oh, not Gambia, um, Nigeria, Ghana, Ghana or Nigeria, yeah. yeah. And a lot of the words that they say mm. are words that um, patois, the patois language. I, I watch, I follow this um, young boy on TikTok and he, yes, guys, I do have a TikTok. And he um, shows the similarities between African words Ooh. and jamaican words yeah. and there are a lot of um 
patois words mm. that come from i think one of them was it was Ghanaian. it was a lot of the the words were from ghana See? words like duppy and oh what was the other one that made me laugh i can't <laughs> remember i'll find it and I'll, I'll let you know but duppy was one of them it comes from it was tree or gar one of them mm. so I, we do di- yeah i recognize that I was like uh but they're not but it was it had the African twang, yeah. but it was like Jamaican, yeah, patois, yeah, really, really bizarre. But yes, language is an amazing, amazing thing. So another thing that um, was I was sent in the week, and that I saw in the week was the fact that there's been a lot of um, attempted child abductions, mm. as well as child child children missing. So I just thought that we would bring that up today because. It really is a cause for concern and it's better to be vigilant mm. than to not be vigilant and then trouble yeah. on, the, on the horizon. So that on Friday, it was on Friday, and um, there was a young boy that it was at about four o'clock in Croydon. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading it from the thing here. Near Beckenham, Wreck Park, two hooded men on foot, and another in a car. Now they attempted to abduct this young boy, this lady's son, well, he was on his way home from school. Oh okay. They chased him into the park, but he ran into the basketball courts to two older teenagers for help. Mm. The men then disappeared. All right. So please, please, please warn your children as they are, uh, the frequency um, says, as the frequency of the children going missing in South London right now is frightening. Frightening. Now, this is something that we're not hearing much of. No, it, I have heard this because mm. um, something else was going around. There have been, in the last, I'm going to say year, mm. I've seen three to five um, kind of posts of this person's missing yeah from greenwich from lewisham from this area mm. um all young black children that have gone missing yeah and no it hasn't had media coverage because i haven't seen it on the news well i don't really watch the news but i haven't seen it as breaking news anything up on my phone i didn't even see it in the voice <clears throat> newspaper leash because this young boy javon andrew perry mm. he's gone missing mm. so if anyone his name is javon andrew perry he's 13 years old and he's been missing from Waltham Cross. Now, Waltham Cross is a hotspot. Waltham Cross. No, Waltham Forest. As a Waltham Forest is a hotspot. Hot well, it looks yeah. like here, Waltham Cross seems to be somewhere. Mm. It's had no local press coverage, so please help us by sharing. Call or text 116007 with any information. Mm. All right, so he's been missing since the 24th of April. So that's only last week that he's been missing a week. All right, and then these young ones after school, a lot of youngsters. I think we had one at the end there as well. Yeah, so we got warned by um, the school that there was someone who was trying to get little children into his white van, and that was literally just at the top of the... Well, it wasn't at the top of the estate, it was in the Hale village Mm. that he was trying. He said, oh, I've got sweets in my van, and then one of the little um, girls who had quite good sense to say no we're not going in your van Mm. and took her friends and kind of walked off in the opposite direction um but we did get warned as parents to say look out for people like this they are snatch and grabbers there and there have been other incidences as well um of someone in wolf and forest where the woman 
um, saw her son being eyed up by these two people in the park. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to object to the little children. So beautiful people, please be vigilant because our children are precious. We know that. And um, yeah, we wouldn't want anything to happen to them. So please share the information as well. Um, like I said, I'll give you that number again. Um, let me just find it, sorry. And yeah, if you, if you can pick your kids up from school, that's great. If they're going to walk home, let them walk home as a group. Make that, yeah, make sure they've got a group. To yeah, go so that number again is 116 Okay, with any info. Oh, so no, it's 116 O. I don't know why that one's got a seven there. It's double one six treble O. This is Javon Andrew Perry. Let's hope he's returned home safely to his parents. Okay. So yeah, lots of things happening. Yeah, it's quite, quite sad. That, you yeah. know, I remember when we were younger, we just used to walk to school, and obviously there must have been um, threats out there. And mm. when you're a child, you don't see the threat. You just you do see the weird man that I remember a man putting um we thought they were poison beans um on the steps outside school mm. um and then he was there and then he wasn't and right. that was quite as a it must have been about eight six between six and eight at the time and I remember thinking that was weird um but what made you as a young person think that it was weird because why was a old man or not an old I say old he was most probably in his days or 40s mm. but I'm but he was a big man six to eight so that's old to yeah. me um why was that person hanging around the outside the school putting beans on the step mm. that's weird and as a small child you recognize weird yeah. <laughs> you recognize it doesn't matter how old you are you recognize weird um but do you have do your do our children have the sense mm. to be aware of how to act it's funny because Jayla's teacher said to me a little while ago this was before lockdown they had a police um person go in and teach them about stranger danger and whatnot mm. she goes oh Jayla was very good she knew exactly what to do and I'm like yeah because I've taught her from the young to know if someone tries to grab you what you do mm. not none mm. of this nah, no, what you where you scratch, kick, shout, bite. I've told her what she needs to do. So it's really again parents yes. instilling this th these things in our youngsters, mm. so that we know that they are safe, that they will be safe. Yeah, and, and not being fearful of trying to. Oh, I've, I've you know it's gonna break their innocence. Would you prefer to break their innocence for a moment so then I had to protect mm. themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Or be fearful of what happens if they don't know how to protect themselves. Mm. I'd prefer for her to kick and scream and bite and draw blood. Yeah. And yeah. then come back and say, Mummy, I drew blood. Well, <laughs> you know? well done, darling. Well done. Yes. That's what you'd say. You've got to teach them from young. Absolutely. So beautiful people, we'll see y'all in five. Oh, on 07 there. We'll be back after these. My name's Phil. My name's John. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 too. I've got leukemia. I've got leukemia. Uh, chemotherapy didn't work on me, nor did radiotherapy. They didn't work for me either. So now, a bone marrow transplant's my last hope. 
It's my last hope too. <laughs> they found me a matching donor. They can't find a donor for me. I'm white. I'm black. I'm having the transplant next week that could save my life. There are 24 times more white people than black on the UK Bone Marrow Register. If you're black or mixed race, join the register today. Visit ACLT.org and see how you could be the one to save a life. ACLT, unite to fight leukemia. Raw View Music presents Alicia Banks on Upfront, a seven-track compilation, including the hit Love Has Found Its Way. Love Has Found Its Way. In our hearts today. Yeah. Sultry. Clear and upfront. In our hearts today. Upfront. Now available on iTunes and all major digital platforms. Download and stream Love Has Found Its Way and the EP Upfront today at rawvuemusic.com, iTunes, or your preferred online platform. Alicia Banks on Upfront. Upfront. Coming to a speaker near you. Love Has Found Its Way. Different, 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 different tastes of music. Makes no difference what you like. If you want it, we got it. Right here. Allflamersradio.com Oh, they don't make them like that anymore, do they, Lily? Not at all. That's good vibes music right there. Good vibes music, absolutely. So the, the first one was Michael Jackson from his Off The Wall album. Um, was it Working Day and Night? And that was the OJs, was it? Yeah, the OJs, Love Train. Did you know that the Off The Wall album was initially supposed to be a Jacksons album? Wow. And when you listen, you hear the Jacksons in the album, mm. but it became Michael's first solo album. Wow. It was an amazing it really album. Was. Amazing. Mm. Rod Temperton wrote a few of the tracks on there as well. Mm. Um, we knew... We knew Rod Temperton, Heatwave, because he was the keyboard player. Wow. For for Heatwave, and um, yeah, great songwriter. Mm. And he went on to write on uh, Thriller. I think. Yeah. Th- no, was Thriller was the next one after that, right? Thriller was. Yeah, it was off the wall. Then, I don't know. Was it I off think, the wall? Yeah, off the wall was his first album. And then Thriller came. Wow. After. Wow. I mean, he just was. Very great artist who is sadly, sadly missed, isn't he, Michael? So the question that we're asking beautiful people, or should we just do the competition question again? Which I've forgotten. Oh, the Freedom (laughs) Riders. So how many Freedom Riders were there? And what was the day, month and year they began? Yes, yeah. And the question that we're going to be looking at now is should places of work provide childcare? Um, we've already had an um, answer. I think Pele um, answered that question in earlier. Let's see if I can find these questions. I will go back to that one. Um, but should, would you think, Lily? Yeah, they want you to come back to work. They should provide childcare. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of 
workplaces have on-site childcare and charge extortionate prices. Yes. And then say, oh, but you can do the voucher scheme or the take it out of your wages scheme, mm. which is a liberty. Now you're just paying me to pay you to pay for childcare. <laughs> So it should be subsidised, really, shouldn't it? Yeah, I mean... I don't think it's subsidised still, even if you get vouchers. And not. you've got two children in a, a nursery. Yes, yeah, um, That you know that it's still going to cost a lot. And the article, Pele says, said that, yes, places of work provide should provide um, childcare or at least make it affordable. Mm. It's ex- an expensive business, childcare. It really is. You've yeah. got 10 children in a class, in a nursery, and you're charging, and this is not what they're charging, but you're charging each parent £600 a day. That's true. Sorry, a month. Yeah. That's yeah. like... It's a, it's a, it's a, I should start a childcare business. It's a business, isn't it? I know you have to keep businesses afloat, mm. but if you're... As large corporations, not talking about small businesses, talking about larger corporations, mm. I do think that the larger corporations should provide childcare for their staff. And not just for the mothers, because everyone makes... It is the mothers that get affected more so yeah. when it comes to childcare. They're the ones that have to decide whether or not they're going to go back to work. Dad doesn't really decide that most of the time. Um, and if baby's sick, most of the time it's mom. where's the mum? and. Yeah. My husband has literally been asked that question. Oh, mm. my daughter's not well. Um, I need to take the day off work. Where's the mum? Wow. Mum's starting a new job, so she can't watch the yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's it always falls on the mum, whereas it's both parents that childcare should be for. Mm. Um, and sometimes the times of childcare as well, like if you start work at eight and finish at eight, but your childcare is only from eight till six... Then what do you do then next? Then you've got to pay a childminder for those extra free yeah. hours. And it's not for... If you pay from seven to drop them to nursery and then mm. until nine. Yeah, so it's, it is a sad, sad situation. Mm. This um, article highlights this is a generation of women-led business... Women-led businesses could be lost if, if Britain fought, fails to start revolution in childcare warns leading entrepreneur. Mm says a generation of women-led businesses could be lost to the London economy if a revolution in childcare is not started across the UK. A leading entrepreneur has warned as children across the UK return to school and Ren Kapur MBE has warned that childcare responsibilities remain the biggest barrier in place for many female entrepreneurs. Now this is talking about entrepreneurs. I don't know if I agree with that. Right. Okay. Because as an entrepreneur, you kind of, not that you dictate your time, but yes, it's hard to work at home with a child. I've done it. It's tough. And yeah. it's very challenging. Mm. Um, but if you're talking about should the workplace provide childcare, then you are the workplace. Yeah, that's true. Because you're an entrepreneur, you work for yourself. Mm. Um, but this is st- stating that business, women-led businesses will take a tumble if if childcare is not looked at. So and as likewise, in, I've got my own agency and I get pregnant and I need someone to watch my child while I run my business with yeah. my 10 staff that I have. And likewise with the work, I, I know that it, it, this one is based on women mm. and being female entrepreneurs, mm. that's what it is. But 
I still feel that the question that's been posed should uh, should employees mm. provide childcare, a place for, you know, females to bring or males to bring mm. their children. Yeah. So it, that too can make it easier on one. Uh, I think that if they had more of that, yeah, that they'd have a higher work ratio. Yeah, you'd have a you. Yeah. I think you'd have a lower turnover in the sense that less um, women would be leaving the workplace to become entrepreneurs mm. because they enjoy coming to work. A lot of people forget that um, coming back to work for a woman, say for example, who's had a baby and she's come back from maternity leave, that might be the only, the first time in ages, mm. other than her partner, that she's had if she has a partner, that she's had some human interaction. She spent the last three, six, nine, twelve months being mummy. Mm. Okay, darling, you can doing all of that nonsense mm. for the last twelve months. When you go into the workplace, it's almost refreshing. Yeah. It's like a mental break. You love your children, but you just need six hours to feel like an adult mm. and I will speak from experience when I say that going back into the workplace yes it was challenging after um going back after maternity leave but just some normal conversation yeah getting back into the workplace and a lot of a lot of employers lose the employees because they don't make the provision for childcare a lot of uh, most most um, places don't make provision mm. for childcare. Yeah, and I and mean, when they do, it's ridiculously expensive. The thing is, this Capers, they said the latest data from Ofsted says that almost a quarter of the seventy-five thousand three hundred thirty-six registered nurseries are expected to close over the next twelve months, and it says that a potential twenty thousand businesses. These are worrying statistics. So that's, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, a quarter. I don't know. Could anyone work that out for us? Seventy-five thousand three hundred thirty-six. A quarter of that. A quarter of um, that's a lot. That's of a lot of children. Yes, yeah, a lot. Of, that's yeah. a lot of children, and it's it's such a shame because, um, some of the biggest industries are run by females. Mm. I'm going to oh. talk about the NHS. Yeah. It's very mixed but it's got a very very large female population mm. who do go off and have babies and they don't have just one baby they'll have a couple um and some of them have to take career break i know someone that's just come back from a career break purely because the cost of having two children quite close together meant that she couldn't afford to come back to work mm. how can you not afford to come back to work do you know what i mean it's just it doesn't make any sense but it was more cost effective for her to take two years off of work. Mm. So now you've lost an employee for two years that you've got to hold that space for whilst paying someone else to do that person's job. When you could have made put that provision in place mm. to support that person whilst they're at work. Yeah. And it's even the mental anguish of knowing, oh, now I've got to rush out the door because I've got to travel an hour back to go and pick up the baby from nursery. Yeah. And then by the time we get home, I've got to do da 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 it's, it's stressful. It's very stressful. And I don't think I've ever seen, this might be for all you budding entrepreneurs out there, this is a very, very good idea. So mm. the city... You're giving away your ideas again. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have too many ideas, so I'm going to give some away I'm because... <laughs> I, you know they come to me but just yeah. this is very inspiring and 
the city, in the city, there's no... I don't see creche facilities or childcare facilities in the city. So those kind of places um, to set something up for mm. women or men, mm. parents, should we say, parents yeah. of children, because some husband and wife share the responsibility, mm. um, somewhere to drop the children, yeah, it's actually really innovative. Because there's a lot idea, of there's a lot of empty buildings now. Let's think about a lot, a lot of people were working from home. Yeah. I know a lot of people have gone back into the workplace, mm. but there's a lot of office space that didn't get um, didn't get re you know get used again. I know some um, some businesses that have actually because they didn't have enough staff, they've mm. collaborated with another business in the same building mm. to share space, which means that whatever building they were in before is now vacant so there's loads of spaces where you can have on the ground level or the level one for example a creche a nursery for children for people in that block and you just collaborate with the businesses that are in that block to provide childcare for those employees it's it's it sounds oh yes you know easier said than done yes it is obviously there's different um oops there's different um rules and regulations that you'd have to follow Mm. but it's a provision that can be made and i know that there are some countries i think eastern european countries they provide well women some women get maternity leave for like five years until the children are ready to go to school i think the children don't start school till they're quite late on as well five or six Yeah. yeah Yeah, so I, 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 and Di Carlo's made a point there, Lisa. Yeah, he said, if your boss pays for for childcare, some people would take liberties with where and how much is spent. Well, no, I don't, I don't think they can take liberties. I think if you say, for example, you know, your child, you go back to work after a year, you know that your child is going to have to be in nursery until they're at least three. Mm. Yeah, you have something that stipulates yes childcare is provided here for your one your one child or two children because now child benefit only covers two children anyway so Mm. for your two children until the age of three and then they need to go to a school nursery then obviously you need to make um adjustments or whatever that you might need to make which is fair enough you've been provided for for two years but they can make those exceptions, just a helping females, a helping yeah. families Parents, back yeah. into the workplace. The thing is, what would, the, what would the tube be like in the morning with all the children on it? Shocking. <laughs> I would not be getting that the next, That's the next <laughs> issue that you'd be up against, like, you know, with all no, these No, you just have there. school buses like they do in America for what, babies. Going into the city. Do you know what's funny? I'm not giving this idea away because I still think he should do it. Jay had a very, very good idea for mm. public transport for pregnant mothers and children. Yeah. Um, and in this instance, Scenario, that concept yeah. would work. Yeah. There yeah. would be a lot of things that you'd have to think about. It would... The the three plus million that they spent on free travel, it would restock that deficit mm. if they did make those provisions you've got more people traveling into the city because they're coming back into work yeah happily knowing that childcare is being provided for and it would be like a sub maybe a subsidized um subsidized rate that mm. they charge as well do it on like a percentage of your earnings yeah for the year or something you know not putting people at the fact that they're just coming into work to pay for i know people that just come into work to have a chat because all of their wages goes on childcare. Wow. 
It is costly. That's not fair. It is costly. So um, there is the possibility women might be trapped in an economic and social ambush. You lose your job and have a bright business idea, Mm. but then your local nursery closes and either another is out of your area Mm. or it's too costly. So your business idea is ditched and you remain at home to look after your children. Mm. This scenario will see fewer businesses and increased inequality. Although... I know that, like you said, a lot of women have started businesses. But we've seen that the say the side that this is saying, where they've said, oh, I've got a really great business idea, but my focus right now is my babies. Mm, mm. Because you just physically can't concentrate on two things at once. Yeah. Especially if your children are quite demanding. And then that's where childcare would come in. Exactly. And if the childcare isn't being provided or it's not... Mm. Com- it's not cost effective for you, mm. then you do just put it on hold until the children are ready to go to school. I know of a lady, she lives locally, and I just met her last week. We're going to be getting her on the show as well. And she has a home kind of nursery. So mm-hmm. that might be the next best thing, like a home nursery. But she's Ofsted, yeah. um, registered. She's, looks, she's all very well to do. Yeah. So you maybe still have that's... to do all the qualifications and everything oh, that yeah, comes yeah, along yeah, with yeah. it. It would be, but it's proper, but it's like a nursery, but it's not based in a school. Yeah. So it might be for, I don't know, not even homeschooled, but it's another provision mm. that could be provided mm. in that sense. So maybe home nurseries, is not, not ones in the city, but ones that are accessible to uh, parents mm. that can um, utilise that provision as well me and my friend had a really good idea actually and we saw it um mm. online after we spoke about it and it's mothers that ner- that babysit for mothers okay so say for example me and my friend work opposite days of the week mm. so in the days that i go into work she does the baby looks after the children and the days that i go she goes to work i look after her children um and i did see for a period of time um mothers that were local to each other were doing things like that you do have to obviously consider the care that's going into it so you know how trustworthy is that person i would trust my children with my friend because i know her very well but Mm. um if you don't necessarily have that close relationship with the person you're leaving your child with i know Mm. we do that with childcare anyway because we don't have a close relationship but it's different when it's in someone's house it's like that's their environment yeah whereas when it's in a building that is verified by Ofsted, you're kind of like, I don't know why that but changes things it. Have still, things have still happened in nurseries, Leigh. Of course they have. Things. Of course they have. But then Horrifying. You, you have more of a leg to stand on mm. when you are taking your child into this establishment yeah. and something happens to your child. If I, like when Jayla got the black eye, I sent her to school and there was 10 of you here and none of you noticed what happened to her eye. Yeah. I have more of a leg to stand on than she was in your home and it was you with these 10 children. <laughs> true, <laughs> Do you know true. what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit more but solid. Even in that instance, because I remember saying to you, phone the school straight away because yes. they could say it was you when yeah, you were exactly. at home. So even sending our kids to school, mm. nothing is certain. Mm. It's not gar- Nothing's guaranteed, really. But it's just the fact of just yeah should our employees provide some form of facility to 
help their help their their employers employees employers to um um bring bring the youngsters in. It does also have to be cost effective for them though as well. Because mm. if you think you've got like I think I think our hospital has over twenty four thousand staff. So let's say fifty percent of those are female, just for argument's yeah. sake, cut it down the middle, twelve thousand of those are staff. How many of those are at childbearing age? Let's cut it down the middle again, another six thousand. And then three thousand of them get pregnant at the same time. Wow. So all of them are bringing their children in. Some may have multiple births. Yeah. And they're all bringing their children in at the same time. Is it cost effective for that place of work to employ the extra staff? Because they're going to have to employ extra staff Mm. anyway to look after these children. And then are they going to provide food? Do you have to provide food? They have to buy the nappies. Do you know what I mean? So all of those things. you you, You would provide those things at nursery though. No. In some cases. No, the nurseries yeah. I've viewed, they use loopy loop. Own, okay, they have their own cooking facility. Mm. Wow, there's a lot to think about, isn't mm. it? You're just saying that. And I know that um, you're, um, where you are, that they do have a childcare facility, it's don't they? It's ridiculously expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. It's about it's... 1700 a month. Wow. <laughs> What's the point in going to... <laughs> Wow. What's the point in going to work? It doesn't, like... I can't even pay for my travel now. Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. bad. Wow. So so th- there are some companies that do have that facility. It's just the fact that can their employee, employers afford to, to pay. Yeah. That's the next one. And you have to do sal- salary sacrifice where they take... So salary sacrifice is when they take the childcare costs out first, I think. Mm. And then what's ever left gets taxed. Wow, wow. But, yeah. Which means you're just coming home with nothing. Basically. Wow. It's, it's just, it's a double-edged sword. Like, if, if mum or dad decides to stay at home, then you've only got the one salary anyway. Mm. If mum and dad decide to go into work, you've got to pay for the childcare, so then you've only got one and a third person's salary. But then if one decides to stay home and start a business... Then you have got two incomes, but one of them is still going to be hella stressed Mm. because they've been at home all day with the children on top of the fact that they've been trying to run a business. And you can't run webinars with kids running around the house like mad mad people. No. You guys have heard it on the radio, haven't you? The little (laughs) kids in the background. Yeah, it just doesn't work, does it? You just can't can't do it. Yeah, so it's it's something to, to think about. And I mean, it does say there, we're going to look at some of the countries that do have um, these facilities and they're the highest ranking for family-friendly policies and, yeah, in, in the, the workplace. So mm-hmm. that will be very, very interesting to, to have a look at. So, yeah, it's something to think about. And um, as this Kumar, was it Kumar, the lady? She says that there must be... Uh, there must be brave, bold, radical thinking about what we as a nation can do to ensure this important sector in society meets the future challenges. Obviously, we've seen that there's a lot of um, nurseries that's going to be shutting down. Mm. So how can we as a society meet these challenges, meet these needs? So I don't understand how that's happened, though, because I know um, that a lot of the nurseries were still charging parents even while they were closed. Mm. So if you're still charging parents while you was closed, you never had no children, but you still had an income, 
It might be for other reasons. might be unsanitary. You just never know. Mm. A lot of these nurseries, when the officers go in or whoever goes in, Mm. what conditions they might find things in. So it might not just be cost. Mm. It could be a load of other things. Mm. Sad. Yeah, that don't fit. But that's a a huge, what did he say, 25% Mm. of 75,000, we call it of nurseries are going to be closing and that what what's going to to happen to these women so we'll see y'all in five again the sounds of the Isley brothers there who's that lady and Lenny Kravitz was the one before then so Lily it's been uh really thought-provoking kind of night when it comes to things such as uh, childcare. Mm-hmm. We looked at the um, abductions, didn't we, of these youngsters going yeah. missing, as well as, what else, the word of the day. Does anyone remember what the word of the day was? And the running of the competition too. So I just want to mention um, tonight that there'll be a small, there'll be a programme coming on at Channel 4 at 9 o'clock. Um, it's a brand new business reality show and it's called The Money Maker, Money Maker starring Eric Collins. He's a primetime, um, he's a black businessman and he's hosting this primetime show on Channel 4 and it's really filming during the pandemic. Uh, um, he says filming during the pandemic was a challenge but he was so pleased with the results so um yeah so tune tune in this is a channel four program called the money maker um this is at nine o'clock and yeah it's all about businesses uh it's a business reality show so that's coming on tonight yeah it was quite um interesting to see that a lot of people started businesses during the pandemic i think it's a great time to start yeah Yeah. i mean i put it a bit late but we started something yeah. yeah, yeah. Right at the end of the pandemic. That's okay. But you started, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, starting business, it's not an easy feat. No, it's not. Yeah, because you've got to raise the capital. Mm. You have to have a good business idea, like that one. Crush people, come on, think outside <laughs> the box, childcare. Um, yeah, so you've got to have the idea and then it's the, the execution of it. So, I mean, no one's going to see any results as well. Uh, until about five years into the business mm. and it's really is perseverance mm. it's it's um having everything kind of in place to go yeah you know and that's something that i found so i think last year um i was able to do with the social school of entrepreneurs mm. just finding all these really great little uh, initiatives and there was a challenge i think that i sent today and it was regarding, again, it's a business challenge and you can win prizes. Mm-hmm. So there are different categories. There are yeah. different categories in there. And you can find that it's um, an opportunity, again, for black business owners or entrepreneurs. And you can find this opportunity at msd.uk um, forward slash dot, um, msduk.org.uk. And it's called the Innovation Challenge. I'll put it into the chat room. And um, so you can tap into it and 
yeah, it, I mean, there's lots of these great little things out there mm. that can help uh, businesses. Yeah, definitely. And if you are starting a business, well, why not? Why not? I think the p- there's pandemic no time is like the time. present, is there? Absolutely. No time like the present. Yeah. I think a lot of people get scared. They think of all the negatives that can happen from starting a business. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone made made the point, and I hear it very often. You will never know if you don't start. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah, and we had Livingston on a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Was it last week? A couple of weeks ago, and even he highlighted that he started his business um, during, during the last last yeah. Well, the pandemic, it was recession. Recession. And here he is 11 years later, mm. like helping other businesses to get off the ground. Mm. So it's not impossible, beautiful people. When we have a vision, it's always about going for that vision and not letting anyone get in the way of it as yeah. well because sometimes we will get those little gremlins coming in, the little yep. negative voices coming in and trying to and even trying to get support from people as well can be very very difficult right it's very draining (laughs) it's like um it's quite sad to come to the acknowledgement that everyone that knows you is not in your corner Mm. and it's not because they don't want to be a lot of the time it's just because it's not in them that's not their portion yes um and everyone's going to have their opinion everyone's going to have the best advice that they think they can give you but yes you should take on other people's opinions but inevitably your idea is your idea and mm. how you go with your idea is your decision um but support is 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 scarce it yeah man scarce. It's, it's it's shocking what you should <laughs> be shocked it's, about no, it really. it's not shocking it's just a bit um disconcerting disheartening disheartening because you know you've got a good idea and you know that what you got to remember is that you can't you can't kind of rely outside of the box yeah in this instance you're kind of in a box yeah and you can't anything external it's just all external anyway so you just got to focus of uh, someone gave a really good uh, illustration the other day that everything we want or need is inside mm. here inside the vessel here mm-hmm. so outside if you can get help from outside that's great and in business yes you will need to approach different people so on and so forth but if you do as much work as possible inside here mm. and continue pressing forward yeah regardless that's the point the point is just not giving up yeah exactly right so due when, diligence due diligence yeah so mm. when we look at all these great business people because or, or bridges that have been built or because they've all come from someone's imagination yeah and they managed and it's there now it's there okay and someone might have thought oh you can't you can't build the great wall of china to keep out the huns <laughs> but the great wall of china's there isn't it apparently you can see it from the moon there you go okay With someone's vision oh. i want my design to be seen from the moon. Ugh, yeah, right. You're not going to get seen from the moon. Why? Boom. In your face. Google Maps. <laughs> just zoom in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yes, just keep it up. Keep up the good work, okay? So that's a program coming on on Channel 4 about business, businesses. And that's on this evening. It's a business uh, reality show. Mm. A bit like a, you're fired, that guy. 
Oh, Alan Sugar. Isn't that a business reality show? Uh, kind of. It's um an entrepreneur kind of okay. show. People starting up their own thing and giving them his ideas and he's got to kind of go for it. I've never really been into The Apprentice, to be fair. Mm, I saw this. I saw this. Um, uh, what's it called? The Dragon's Den. Yes. I saw a snippet from this lady. She does these African crisps, mm. um, African peanuts and African planting chips. Beautiful packaging. Mm. Great branding. Everything on it. And they they said they've never seen a presentation like hers. Wow! But the the amount that they wanted, like they were all of the dragons wanted to invest in her company. Wow! Um, but I think the one on the end, I don't know any of their names. He wanted the most. He wanted something like thirty percent of the business, and whereas the other two down here, they wanted um, one wanted ten and two wanted twenty five or twenty percent. Mm. So again. Uh, being able to, to know that you've got to yeah well when we're going on the stocks and stock market that's what we're doing we're buying into someone's business yeah. someone into someone's business idea so one of the guys they just bought his idea he was like i don't want to i just want to buy your idea and you will just get royalties from it yeah. whenever we made it and i think up front they must have paid him about a hundred thousand maybe a bit more that sounds like not enough that's not i'm lot. sure he got paid a lot more than that yeah. But then on top of that, um, he was getting like a good couple thousand from yeah. the royalties every every sale. Well, that's not bad. That's not so, bad. All right, so what is um, Grant Cardone saying in the 10X rule then as well, regards to the things that we've possibly spoken about tonight? Grant Cardone says, readily take action. Start start as you mean to go on um he says this is entirely sorry i can't see it's a bit dark this is entirely what this book is about regardless of what that action looks like these people rarely do nothing even when they are on vacation just ask their spouses or family whether it is by way of getting others to take action for them getting attention for their products or ideas or just grinding it out day and night the successful have been consistently taking high levels of action before anyone ever heard their names wow that we and we have not looked in that book and no. this the, even what we just spoke about was not even <laughs> on the schedule to be talk, spoken about it's just that that um what you what you put in there pele that's what inspired us to talk mm. about business how amazing is that mm. that's like confirmation straight away that is right? that is just my that was my stamp today i needed a stamp <laughs> guys i needed a stamp mm. and it's that line there he says um the success will have been consistently taking high levels of action before anyone ever heard their name. And also, can I, can I, that's right. Yeah. Can I mention that they said they've been working day and night? Yeah. What song did we, we play earlier? We've been working day and night. Oh, it is! <laughs> Guys, this is, this is just like. It's an epiphany. Manifestation happening yes. right here. Manifestation. You just don't understand how. Sometimes you need that validation mm. because you you know you've been an entrepreneur for as long as I can even remember with your singing with your just your whole life has been entrepreneurship so you know what the struggles are when it comes into being an being a, a mom entrepreneur because yes. you've been mom and entrepreneur and now we're just dipping our toes mm. into the ocean that is 
entrepreneurship and having a business and starting up do you know the great you thing do. is like you said dipping your toe in the ocean yeah now beautiful people if we if we all went to the, the ocean and took a cup of cup of water from the, the ocean do you know that the, it would still be, be there <laughs> and this is another thing that there is enough for everyone yeah take the competition out there's enough for everybody mm. like you know we don't have to think oh no i'm not going to sh-. this is why you said oh mum don't share i'm <laughs> going to share away yeah. because they come they come and the thing is it's just like yeah, we, we we can't, we've got to be out there and mm. there is enough, there's an abundance of everything. Yeah, okay. and that's one thing he actually says in the book, I just read that chapter, um, mm. competitors, that you don't need competition. There's no such thing as competition. Why do we always feel like we have to compete against mm. someone? Mm. You can be in the same place at the same time as someone else with identical ideas, but your ideas are still different. How you put it out to someone is going to be different to how they're going to put it out to someone. And who may take yours may take, may not take theirs and vice versa. So, you know, this is, this is, it goes back into line about us. um, When we were speaking last week about crabs in a barrel, not Mm. being the person that drags that crab back down but helps to lift up. We have to be there to empower Elevate, yes. one another. You can't just... Yes, we are relying on ourselves to get our businesses up and running because, you know, you have to start a race on your own. When mm. you even, even in a relay, you're the, there has to be the first person to go. Yeah. But inevitably, in the end, it's the team that wins, isn't yes. it? So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You see, so it's wonderful. Just starting, you said that as well, didn't you? Mm. Just make a start and follow that vision mm. follow it through and help people along the way as well mm. how can we help empower and elevate mm. and rise up help <laughs> everyone else rise up and that's really what we're all about here mm. on all flavors radios um the music's awesome we have some wonderful djs um catch dj um dj charlie muir from uh seven till nine tomorrow with the general disarray show as well as Darnell, the therapist, from 9 until 11 on the Wellbeing Show. And we also have DJs on on Thursday. I think DJ Slim's on from 6 till 8, as well as uh, DJ Ninja Man Lloyd from 8 till 10, and then DJ Caddy from 10 till 12. Um, Yes, so please check out the schedule. We also have on Friday night DJ Cryocentric and DJ Laro. Um, with the late night blues, uh, Saturday is Ninja Man Lo- uh, DJ Nige with a Chaudier show, and George Flavors with a, a, a reggae show, and then Sunday John J E does a gospel. John J E. Then we have DJ Laro again with a party. It's a great kind of calypso everything going on there, and. Um, George Flavors from two till four, Mark Philogene from six, four till six, and then from eight till ten we have DJ Nige and Ninja Man Lloyd from ten till twelve. Now guys, I forget every week. Yes, Lily. I just wanted to say for those of you that entered the competition, thank you for your answers, but they was not correct. So um we had a submission by Beverly. Hi Bev, who is listening at home. And her answer was there were five and 1961. So Bev got the year 
but unfortunately didn't get the number of um, people that were involved in the riders. But Beverly's been listening from the start, hasn't she? Because I said five initially, didn't I? You did. And then I went and said the the correct amount. You did. So, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. I'll let you know on Friday, Bev. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I do forget sometimes. So please, if I have not uh, mentioned any of the DJs, you are all very precious to us. You're doing fantabu- fantabulous, fantastic job <laughs> on all flavours. And yeah, just keep up the good work, beautiful people. So with that being said, we do hope you've enjoyed the show. And also, beautiful people, give yourselves a nice round of applause. You really support us every single week and we thank you thank you so much thank you so much for choosing all flavors and coming along on this ride with us and we really do appreciate you very very much so following me tonight will be dj laro he'll be on from eight till ten and i guess all we have left to say is we'll, we'll see, see y'all on, on the, the other, other side, side. take see care you next week.